The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. We're going to do Ask Frank Anything in a moment. If you have questions on any subject, go ahead and start queuing up at 1-800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. The only thing that we'd ask is if you've gotten a question on the air before, maybe just give other people an opportunity for the next 15 minutes and then call back in a few minutes. Also, want to mention, I am going to be on Sid Rosenberg's show, I think at 625, maybe 640, I don't know when. But uh, be sure to tune in to the Sid and Friends morning show from 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. because I think at least at some point in those four hours, I'm going to be on that program. want to give a major shout out to Josh Gottheimer. I mentioned this yesterday on our program, his legislation to require every vehicle to have AM radio in it. And uh, he's doing great work on this front. Gottheimer did a good job explaining why the people who say that uh, it interferes with electric vehicles or vice versa are just full of it. Here's a little bit of a press conference he gave yesterday. Despite the clear public safety uses of AM radio, many EV manufacturers apparently don't care. These companies say the electromagnetic noise from their electric cars can disrupt the reception of AM signals. But that's a ridiculous argument because we know that early Teslas used to have well-functioning AM radio. And it's really our station and our owner, John Katsimatidis, that has led the charge on this. And if you want to help save AM radio, you can do us all a favor and go to wabcradio.com slash save AM radio and sign the petition. That's wabcradio.com slash save AM radio. We here at 77 WABC could use your support to save AM radio. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. I live pretty close to the Eltingville train station on uh, Staten Island. And some neighbors of mine who take that train station sent me a photo of uh, a horrific scene yesterday, uh, actually it was the day before yesterday, of a train with blood on it, with police, with emergency services, and what appeared to be a dead body on top of the train. It was one of the most horrific scenes I've seen in quite some time, and that was a 15-year-old boy who was killed in a train accident in Eltingville. Officers found the teen unconscious with a head injury after responding to a 911 call just after 1 p.m. The MTA police say the boy was riding the train with friends when he climbed above the car by himself, hitting an overhead structure. He was rushed to the hospital but died a short time later. Apparently, what the speculation is, I don't know what the story is for real and we'll see and I hate to speculate, but one of the things that people are speculating about is this somehow had to do with a TikTok challenge regarding something called train surfing where people get on, especially young people get on top of a train and stand on top of the train and then post the video of themselves doing this to TikTok as a train challenge well or as a TikTok challenge this is insane 
TikTok should not be allowing these videos. There should be no TikTok challenges that involve anything that's likely to result in someone's death. I don't know this young man. I don't think I do. I don't know his family. But there's just been a tremendous outpouring of support. Apparently, this young man went to my high school. And the fact that he died a couple of blocks from where I live is just incredibly sad. And to think all of this could have been avoided if there were no such thing as these train surfing TikTok challenges. It really makes you think. Now, who knows? Maybe there's more to this and maybe we'll find out that it didn't have to do with TikTok challenge. But everything I'm hearing suggests that it did. And that really should not be permitted, not by TikTok or any other social media outlet. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Well, have you heard the big news in what is very likely to be the least consequential endorsement of the 2024 primary season? Trump official turned Biden backer Anthony Scaramucci has a new favorite. The asset management executive plans to back former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie in the Republican presidential primary and expects billionaire Steve Cohen will do so as well. He spoke to the media outlet Semaphore at his SALT conference in New York. I don't know where to begin with Chris Christie. The guy was a total failure as governor of New Jersey. Everybody talks about Bridgegate, and certainly his handling of Bridgegate was horrible. Everyone talks about his embrace of Barack Obama after Hurricane Sandy. I don't think that was that big of a deal, honestly. You do what you have to do in a crisis, and I think it's just silly that people harp on that. Everyone talks about the fact that he's a Cowboys fan in a state that has the Jets and Giants. I don't think that's a big, big deal either. How about the helicopter controversy? The chopper trip heard around the world in 2011 when Christie took a break from work to travel from Trenton to Montvale to catch five innings of his son's high school baseball game, but he made the trip in a state police helicopter. How about when he backed off his pension promise? Working with Democrats to overhaul the pension system made Christie a Republican hero across the country in his first term, and then in return for requiring employees to contribute more, raising the retirement age and freezing retirees' cost of living adjustments, the governor promised to ramp up contributions to the public pension fund over seven years, but Christie completely reneged on that. How about the get the hell off the beach? How about the fact that days after ordering New Jersey state parks and beaches closed, he was out there on the lawn chair. The guy is a hypocrite's hypocrite. His war with the NYPD and Ray Kelly is shameful. The guy has very little good to show for his governance of New Jersey. And I don't know how this guy has the audacity to run for president, but it's a great country. Anybody can run. And I think it says a lot about Anthony Scaramucci that he would back someone like Chris Christie for president. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Well, recently we told you about how the governor's former right-hand man, the former governor and his former right-hand man, Andrew Cuomo's former right-hand man, Joe Percoco, had his conviction thrown out by the Supreme Court. And I think the Supreme Court did the right thing in throwing out uh, the conviction in the manner in which they did. Well, we told you about that, and Andrew Cuomo went out of his way to acknowledge this on his podcast this week. I also should have been more vocal in support of Joe, 
because I knew what they were doing and I knew their motivation was purely political and only about trying to get me. At the time, I was advised that the less I said, the better. Uh, keeping the story out of the headlines uh, was the best thing that we could do because the only thing Kim and Bahara actually wanted uh, was to generate more and more press. First of all, when Andrew Cuomo first spoke out after Prococo was convicted, he didn't stay silent. He threw him under the bus, totally. He said that Joe Prococo is paying the price for violating the public trust, and this should serve as a warning to anybody else that would do that. Now, that's not staying silent. That's going out of your way to point out what this guy did that was wrong, and he was right to do that. Because what the Supreme Court found is not that Joe Prococo was this innocent babe in the woods that got railroaded by prosecutors. And don't get me started, I'm all for reining in overzealous prosecutors, and I do I do think that Joe Prococo got a raw deal, and I think the Supreme Court did the right thing here. But what the Supreme Court found is that the reason it wasn't theft of honest services is because when Prococo was taking bribes, he was doing it as Cuomo's campaign manager and not as a government official. That doesn't make Prococo innocent. So for Andrew Cuomo to run around saying that this is McCarthyism and that he should have spoken out in Prococo's defense, it's total nonsense. And this is only a way for Andrew Cuomo to talk about how he's been wronged by the system or maybe wronged by the system in the future. This is all ridiculous. And if he cared about Joe Prococo, he would have said something in 2018, not after his conviction is thrown out and Prococo's already been in prison. Don't fall for this. Beam me up. To be continued.